a famous joke that they say that uh, there was a person that came into the bank and he wanted to get a loan. Came in with his wife and went to the clerk and he asked for a loan. Sure enough, the clerk looks at his uh, account and they see that he doesn't have such a good credit. So the clerk tells him that they can't give him the loan. It's not possible. doesn't have good credit. So he doesn't, he doesn't accept it the way it is. And he tries to speak over again and try to demand the loan again from the bank. And again, they tell him that it's not possible. There's no way that they can give him a loan. And slowly, slowly, he raises his voice. If anybody been ever to Israel, if you don't raise your voice, for sure you're not getting. After you raise the voice, then you have a chance. Whether you go to a bank, or you go to a government office, or you go to a motor vehicle, you must raise your voice. And the more you scream, the more likely you'll get what you want. That's the way it works. So this story fits very good in Israel. And he starts raising the voice. And again, the clerk tells him very politely that it's not going to help. We can, I can't give you the loan because you don't have good credit. When he gets extremely angry and the whole bank is seeing somebody that already has a tantrum, she decides she's going to call the manager. She can't handle this. The manager comes out and he tells him, what's the, what's the story? He says, I will need a loan. But she explained to you that... You can't get a loan because you don't have a good credit. He started screaming again at the manager. The manager just slapped him around the face and he keeps quiet. When he come out, his wife asks him, what happened? Why did you make such a riot when the clerk was speaking to you? When the manager comes, you just come down and you left. He said, oh, the clerk only told me that I can get the loan. But the manager also explained it. And that is when we're getting... Parashat, Hashavua, Parashat Ve'igash. Actually, it has also in it from, uh, I'm saying last week, Parashat Ve'igash, this week, Parashat Ve'ichi, we see a common denominator in both, that we see there's something called the art of talking, and there's something called the art of listening. In our parasha, Parashat Ve'ichi, Yaakov Avinu gives brachot to his children. But he starts off not with brachot. Rather, he starts off with tochechot, rebuking his children. He starts off um, right away with reuven, bechori ata kochiv reshit oni, pachas kamayim al totar, ki alita mishkeve avicha, schilalte etzuri alai, gives him harsh tochecha. Then Shimon ve'levi as well, they get a tochecha, besodam al tavon nafshi, bikalam al techat kevodi, and so. When it comes to Yehuda, he tells him, Yehuda, What does that mean? Rashi says over here that Yehuda got scared. He heard what happened to Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. Yaakov Avinu was rebuking them harshly. Yehuda started, we saw his next online, so he started going backwards, trying to escape the Tochecha the that's coming to him. He has also a bad record. He had Maaseh Tamar, Yehuda. He had something that now Yaakov can get him. Yaakov, Avinu calls him, he tells him, you're not like them. I want to give you a praise. 
What happened here? Why they get rebuked and he gets appraised? Why is that? Rashi says in beginning of Dvarim, Parashat Dvarim, in the very beginning when Moshe Rabbeinu is starting to speak, he tells us why is Moshe Rabbeinu giving rebuke all the way in the end of days, before he passes away. Rashi says that he learned that from Yaakov Avinu, that this is the way you treat a person that you have to rebuke. You give him the rebuke before you die. Why is that? Why is that? Rashi says four reasons, but the main reason Rashi starts with is very interesting. He tells Reuven, I'm going to give you a rebuke. I'm going to give you a tochecha. Why is it that I'm not giving it to you as soon as you commit the, 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 the isur that you did? The bad thing that you did. Why did I wait? Why? Lo chachticha kol hashanim alalu. Kedei shelo tanicheni v'telech v'tidbak be'esav achi. I didn't want you that you should leave me and go and connect together with Esav. Bad influence. If I give you a rebuke, you'll go with Esav, my brother. You can imagine? One of the avot, the first one, Reuven, will go with Esav, Yaakov Avinu knew exactly what happens if he would rebuke him. He would go to Esav. What happens now? Why can he give him now the Tochecha and the last day of his life? Because he can't be connected anymore with Esav. Yaakov Avinu knew the same day that he dies, Esav dies. Which means, up to now, he was under that danger that he might leave Yaakov and connect with Esav. Very, very interesting. So when Yaakov Avinu comes to give them now, in our parasha, a rebuke, he does it precisely, exactly, at the right time, and he does it exactly at the right way. He does not do something that's miscalculated. Everything is calculated exactly which one would get what. So he knows that up to now he wasn't able to rebuke Reuven. Now he gives him that rebuke because the danger is over. But Shimon and Levi were toughies. Shimon and Levi could get a rebuke. And they stay strong. Where do we know that? Maaseh Dina with Shechem. They went and they killed the entire city of Shechem. Yaakov Avinu tells them, what you do? Lama Achartem. So what's the answer that they tell him? They didn't accept the rebuke. When it comes to Yehuda, Yehuda was a softy. How do we know? Yehuda, as soon as you rebuked them on Maaseh Tamar, when Tamar rebuked them, she told them, here you go, this is the situation that is fine of you, even though it was only in a hint, she, he said, Sadkami many. That's it. He accepted it. So we see Yehuda was such a person that he was more of a soft character. You rebuke him, he accepts it. So that's good enough for him. Now, when it comes to the last day and Yaakov Avinu needs to give either a rebuke or beracha, Yehuda, you come over here, you're not getting rebuked. You're getting, why? He calculated each and every person exactly what fits him, that he's going to go the right way, the right path. Because when you're dealing with children, when you're dealing with anyone, but especially children, you got to learn each and every child before you open your mouth. 
Your child comes to you, you have to know, is he very sensitive? Is he such a toughie? What do you, how do you, even, even a tough child, you need to know that tough child doesn't, doesn't mean that he can handle all kind of criticism. Not necessarily. It could be that it's tough on the outside. That's very uh, common, anybody, anybody that knows a little bit of psychology. It doesn't mean that anybody that behaves tough is really tough in the inside. You can break him easily. Sometimes it's just the opposite. A father, a mother, a mentor, a teacher, a rabbi must learn who he's talking to. That's what we have over here. And this is what we see in last week's parasha. Parashat Vaigash. Vaigash elav Yehuda vayomer bi Adoni edamer avdecha davar beoznei Adoni. Rashi says over here, Yechadzu dvarai beoznecha. Very strange Rashi. What does that mean, Yechadzu dvarai beoznecha? He's talking to him. Why shouldn't the words that he says would be uh, going into his ears. He's listening. They're, they're having a conversation. When you have a conversation, one speaks, the other one listens. What happens over here? What happens over here is that next Rashi, He speaks to Paro when he speaks, not Paro, Yosef. When he speaks to Yosef, when Yudah comes to speak to Yosef, the king, he speaks to him harshly. When you speak to somebody harshly, when you rebuke somebody, when you come strong on him, what happens is the ears clog, close, the clog. You can it doesn't listen to you. It appears as he's listening. He hears your words, but the message doesn't go in. So over here, you uh, yeah, die is very smart. He tells him, listen, I have a message to send you. It's going to be a harsh message, but I need you to open your ears and open your heart and listen to what I'm telling you. This is exactly what we learn. From all these things, we see that many times when we see that uh, Yaakov gives the tochechat to Lavan, he starts speaking to him, and he tells him all the terrible things that he did to him. What is Lavan answering him? Totally different thing. He didn't listen. He doesn't, doesn't uh, have over here a conversation together with him. He doesn't reply to all the things that, uh, that, that Yaakov comes to uh, send to him. He starts saying something totally different. If you take a look at the parasha, how he speaks. That's not, that's shalom That's not the claim that Yaakov Avinu was claiming. He was saying, I worked so hard for you. I didn't, I didn't, um, uh, every, every night I worked. Kerach and this and that. Well, comes, comes Lavan and answers something totally different. Not me'ena Why is that? Because when you speak to somebody harshly, he doesn't listen to you, and you lose him out. You have to calculate very, very closely. So over here, Yehuda comes and tells him, I know what's going to happen if I tell you exactly what I want to tell you. But still, I need you, I need you to open your ears. And what happens over here is something very interesting. He sends him a message, but that message is a big machloket in Rashi between different opinions what the message was. He tells him the following. You are exactly like Paro. What is he coming to say over here? So Rashi says four different pshatim. First pshat, which means you are so elevated in my eyes. That seems to contradict the Rashi before. If it's harsh words, he gives him, he gives him over here the highest compliment. You are considered to me as a king. Again, why should you speak to somebody like that? Because many times if you want to reach somebody, you have to give him a compliment. We all know that. You want to speak to a teacher, you want to speak to a rabbi, 
before you come in, you have a complaint. You can't start and saying this and that. It's not going to, it's not, you know you're going to lose him. Whether it is a Rebbe or it is somebody at work or somebody or your bus driver or whatever it is, you always have to start off with a compliment. It's a well-known thing. It's the, it's, it, this is what we're talking about, the art of speech. You have to know how to send the message. You have to wrap it up nicely with compliments, with good words, with encouragements. And then, by the way, this and that. When you say it like that, you have a chance. If you come and attack head on, no chance. That's the first shot. Second shot. Delayed Sarah. He, he took away Sarah Imenu one night. And all the suffering that he went through. She had Malachim beating him up. You know the story about of Shimon with Krakow. The son of the Khatam Sofer. When he came to Krakow to become the Rav over there, he, they told him, that you have to be very, very careful. Why? Because previous Talmidei Chachamim that came over here were all... Uh, be, had a very, very hard time going through the Talmidei Chachamim in the city of Krakow. There was, there was a city of Talmidei Chachamim, city of rabbis, city of ge- geniuses. So they gave him a hard time, hard question, and they made him, they made him embarrassed uh, in front of everybody, and they couldn't get the job of becoming the rabbi. That's what happens each and every time somebody came. So he came in and said, you know what, I'm not in- intimidated. Let me speak. He came in and he spoke and he gave an introduction. He told him like this. There was a story. With, I want, he said, I want to start with a story. There was a story with my father, the Khatam Sofer. The one time when he became the rabbi, he heard about a butcher that was doing something that was bad. So he called him in. He sent a messenger to call him in. That messenger came to that butcher and he told him, the Khatam Sofer is calling you for all the bad things that you're doing. The butcher said, nothing doing, I'm not going. And if you come again to call me, I'll beat you up. He went to Khatam Sofer, he told him, that was the reply. He said, no, go again. Go again and tell him he must come. When he went again, the butcher did exactly as he said, and he took him and he beat him up, and he came in with blue marks and black marks to the Khatam Sofer. Khatam Sofer said to his son, go and, and invite that, uh, that butcher. He told him, well, he saw what happened to the messenger. I'm going to get the same thing. He told him, no, don't worry. I'll give you the Shem HaMeforash. And if he raises his hand on you, you use the Shem HaMeforash, and that will take care of him. That's exactly what happened. He went over there, and the butcher heard him, came to beat him up. He picked up a stick on him. He said the Shem HaMeforash, and the butcher died on the spot. So he tells them in the drasha, you should all know, I still remember Shem HaMeforash. Sure enough... <laughs> Sure enough, it was quiet, the, the, the drasha went in very good, and that is what happens over here. He tells, he tells, he tells uh, Yosef, he tells the king, just like Sarai Menu was using her powers against Paro, I'm, I'm, I'm coming from her, I'm, I'm, I'm a grandchild, I can use the same exact powers, I have the same Shemam Farash, I have the same angels, don't Mess with me. A third thing he said, Ma paro gozer venom kayem, maftiach venom, ose afata ken. The Gemara says, 
in Sanhedrin that one of the tochechot, one of the rebukes you give, one of the ways you try to intimidate the witnesses that are saying something that is not true is to tell them that everybody, uh, if you're saying a lie, everybody feels that you are degraded. Every single person feels you're degraded, you're worthless. Over here, that's what he tells him. He tells him, listen, you are worthless once you don't, you don't keep up to your promise. You promise something, you said that what? He said, Binyamin, you're going to take care of him, you're going to watch him, and that's the reason we brought him in. And that's the way you treat him? You are like Paron that promises and doesn't keep the promise. That's another another technique, another psychology that he used on the king. And the fourth thing, if you tease me, I'll kill you and I'll kill Paro. You're both the same, you're on the same path. How could he kill somebody? Who are we talking about over here? We're talking about Yehuda. And the story, if you take a look over here in the Medrashim, Yosef knew very well that Shimon Velevi just wiped out the city of Shechem. They were strong men. They were strong men. Now, if you take a look later on, when the people come in front of Paro, he brings Mikze Echav. Yosef brings out the, the weakest, Rashi says, of his brothers. Who were the weakest of the brothers? Mikze Echav in Apchutim Sheberm Legvurash and Irim Giborim. Why? Why he brought the weakest brothers? Rashi said, He was afraid that Paro is going to appoint them soldiers, generals, whatever it is. So he brought the weakest ones, that this way he left them alone. And the strong brothers, he left them behind. Who were those that are weak? Elohim, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Sachar, Vinyamin. Shimon and Levi are counted with the weak brothers. And they went and they wiped out Shechem. So Yehuda is one of, the, one of the strong brothers. He comes in front of Yosef the king and he tells him, Beware, if you speak a word, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill your Paro as well. Such a threat, such a threat. And this is a real threat because they knew, they knew that what happens. People knew. He went around what happened. These are not simple people. These are very, very strong people. So he used over here, Four different techniques of how to talk to him. And that's why he told him, listen well. Why is that? Because he used only two words. You are like Paro. That's it. But for, in, for understanding all the different ideas that he meant to say, all the messages that he meant to say, for that you have to have an ear that you can hear that. For that you have to have the art of listening as well. And that is many times what, what happens. You see that all over when a politician speaks, when somebody says something. So you have all these experts at analyzing exactly what he meant, his face expression, his uh, body language, the way he said it, what did he mean, why did he say it like this. The mom is learning it like Rashi and Toysis to understand what he said. And each one has a different opinion. That's what he tells him. He tells him, listen, I'm going to tell you over here something. I can't expound on it, but get the message. This is the etzim. We're coming back to our parasha. Our parasha, we need to learn and teach ourselves how to speak to a child. When a child's child, to our wife, when you speak to your wife, the Gemara says that when you tell her, light the candles, you want your wife to listen to you? 
You tell her, listen, light the candles. If you say it harshly, she might light it, but she's not mekabelmine. You have to create the base that a wife would be able to listen to you, to open the ears, to want to do what you want. What you want. How do you do that? You have to wrap it up with nichuta, with love, with understanding, with this, with that. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an art. You have to learn how it works. Each and every person is very different. This wife, you can talk to her. You come to advice to your friend. How should I say something to my wife? So he'll tell you exactly what he does. But what he does work with his wife or his children. Each person is very different. Some wife, you speak to them like that and some like that. How do you know? You fail many times. On the first year, that's why it's harsh, very hard on the first year. You fail here and you fail there and you fail here. But slowly, slowly, you have to learn. You have to learn how to speak to your wife. You have to learn how to speak to your husband. You have to learn how to speak to your children, how to speak to the people around your community. You're in business. How to speak to the investors, how to speak to the customers. You have to learn how do you do that. It's, a, it's, it's, it's an art. You have, to get, you have to build it up. You have to slowly, slowly do it until you reach out that position. When you do that, you be'etzem gained what Yaakov Avinu was in the peak on the last of the days. He knew exactly how to give the pill to each person, Shimon, Velevi, and exactly how to do it. A teaspoon, how do, how do, how do they say? A, tea, a, a, a teaspoon of sugar makes the medicine go down, right? That's exactly the technique that you use sometimes. You give a teaspoon of sugar. Sometimes sometimes you sweeten it. Sometimes you go, don't give it to because you know the person is going to be lost. He's going to go with a sub. Exactly that art. Each and every person needs to gain for each and every person that he speaks to. It's very individual, and we have to learn. That's what we learn from our parasha. Thank you.